KMTT Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Today is Friday, Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parshat Chukat, Vav Tammuz. This is Ezra Beck, and today we have the Erev Shabbat program welcome, welcoming you back. Before we begin, I would like to ask everybody who's listening to this broadcast uh, to please go and be registered for the email list of KMTT. Uh, we had a bit of an accident and the lists were erased. And it's very important that you be on the list. It's not a high volume list. Those of you who were on the list before know that maybe once a month, after given less, once every two months, there will be an announcement. But it's important that we have a way of sending these announcements out if for some reason there's an interruption in the schedule, or if we have a new shear. Uh, just to keep you informed of what's going on. So please take a second, go to the KMTT website, www dot kimitzion k-i-m-i-t-z-i-o-n dot o-r-g www.kimitzion.org on the left hand side of the page there's a button to click in order to register to be on the email lists Pashat Chukat begins with the Pasha of Paraduma and the laws of Tum'at Met the, the Tum'ah there's no way to translate Tum'ah to English Ritual defilement. And it's the opposite of purity. The impurity of being in contact with death. And there's a pasuk there which Chazal in the Gemara uh, in Shabbat interpreted uh, metaphorically. Zot ha-Torah adam ki yamut This is the law. This is the Torah of a man who dies in a tent, meaning in a house. Because there's a law that explains that if there's a dead body underneath a roof, everything underneath the same roof, all the utensils and the people become Tameh. Zot Torah Adam Ki Yamut Ba'oral. Amar Rabbi Yonatan, Shabbat Pegimel Amud Bet, 83b. Amar Rabbi Yonatan, Olam al Yimna Adam et Atzmo Bibet HaMedrash Umidvari Torah. ואפילו בשעת מיטה, שנאמר זאת התורה, אדם כימות באוהל, אפילו בשעת מיטה, תהיה עוסק בתורה. רבי יונתן said, A man should never stop, should never take himself out of the Beit HaMidrash and from learning Torah. Even at the time of his death, as is written, this is the Torah, a man who dies in the Ohel. Even at the time of death, תהיה עוסק בתורה. In other words, Yonatan took the word Torah, Zot HaTorah, to refer to the entire Torah, and not just to the coming laws. This is the Torah, a man who dies in an oil. In other words, even a person who's dying should have Torah. Okay, the Rambam has a halacha. When the Rambam describes Hilchot Torah, he asks, like in all halachot, you ask, when are you chayab? When do you have to do it? Under what conditions? The Rambam says, Ad eimatai, ad eimatai hayab limot, till when? In his life, is a man obligated to learn? In other words, what's the what's the question here? Maybe learning is education, and you only learn in order to know. But when you get older, you, you don't go to school anymore. Ad eimatay chayav limod. It's only for children. Ad yomoto till his very death. Shenemar upen yasu mivavecha koli mechayecha. Because man shalay asok patorah ushochayach. The Bible has a different uh, source. So you have to learn until the day of your death. As it is written, the Torah warns you to always be involved in Torah so that it not leave your heart your ent- all, your, all your life. The Bible says, if you stop learning, you'll forget. 
And if you forget, the Torah has a special prohibition against forgetting Torah the entire day of all the days of your life. It's a mitzvah to learn, it's a mitzvah to know. And therefore you have to keep learning in order that you not forget. So, uh, in this, this, quarter, this is quoted in Shulchan Aruch. And the Gva, the Vilna Gaon there, says that a source for this halacha is the Gma and Shabbat I quoted. Why are there two different psukim? In other words, the Rambam quoted a different basak. You have to learn to the day of your death so that you not forget. The Gvah quotes the Gemara in Shabbat that you have to learn because it says, Zata Torah, Adam ki yamud ba'ohel. In the Sefer HaChinuch, they're both quoted, Mitzvah Taf Yud Tet. 419 Sefer HaChinuch. Sefer HaChinuch writes as follows, Va'ad e'ma ta'i chayav kol adam l'mod Torah, ad yomoto shinema penyosu mevichal ko'i mechayecha. Quotes the Rambam. To one you have to learn, till the day of your death, so that you not forget. Ve'od hifligu chachamim ba'davar ad-derech ha-musar. And what's more, Chachamim uh, said more, Laflig, they, they, they extended this idea in a Muslim manner, not purely halachic, to teach people a lesson. But still, what's the difference? So I would suggest it's a very simple difference. A very small, but significant difference. The Rambam source, requires you to learn Ad Yom Moto, so that you not forget, until the day of your death. The Pasuk, Zotot Torah, Adam Kimut Ba'orel, requires you to learn while you're dying. Afilu Bishat Mita. It's a difference of a few minutes or a day. But if you only learn it so that you not forget, when you finish learning, you remember for a little while. It's true that if you stop learning, it's unfortunate but true, and sure as many people have discovered, that if you learned a lot when you're young, but then you get busy, you go into business, whatever, and you don't learn for a long time, or for a short time, you don't learn for a couple of years, you don't remember the things you learned. It's really true that you have to remain in learning, not necessarily to, to hazard the same things. It's not that we have no memories at all. It's a psychological process where if you're learning anything on a regular basis, it helps you remember everything you're learning. Because it, it keeps the mind or the, the categories in your mind of Torah alive. If you don't learn anything at all, then you forget it all. If you learn a, a mission in Brachas, you remember what you learned in Shabbos. And that's why it's so important to keep learning on a regular basis. Which I know you do because you're listening to KMTT, but it's important for a person to keep up. To learn a little bit every day. But if you do that, then I think at least to the end of that day you'll remember. So the pen won't happen. If you learn every day, even the day of your death, ad yomoto, you'll be okay. But our pasuk and our pasha, zot atorah adam kiyamut ba'ohel, says not that you have to learn in order to remember tomorrow, but you have to learn in order to learn. Afilu b'shat mita, even when a person is becoming exempt from all mitzvot, the last thing he's going to do 
when you're dying, you don't have to put on tefillin anymore because you're dying. Or you're, when you're dead, you won't have to. But at that last second, you should have Torah. Moshe Shmuel Shapiro, Moshe Shiva Be'er Yaakov said, it's minhag yadua b'Yisrael. A person dies, he says, Shema Yisrael. What's the first Torah a person learns? Shema Yisrael. The Gemara in Sukkah that talks about mitzvah chinuch. When do you begin teaching your children to do different mitzvot? So when it comes to mitzvah of Talmud Torah, of learning Torah, it says, Katan hayodeya lidaber, as soon as a child knows to talk, Aviv milamdol Torah upasuk rishon shal kriyat His father starts teaching him Torah, the first pasuk of kriyat Since the first learning that a person does is Shema Yisrael, the last learning a person does, the first, as soon as he learned how to talk, it was as though the first thing he said was Shema Yisrael, the last thing a person says is Shema Yisrael, Torah, the beginning of life, from when it's possible, and Torah at the very end of life, Adam ki yamut v'orel sheyeh oseg v'torah afilu b'shat mita. And now we turn to Harav Binyamin Tavori for the weekly episode of Gedolei Yisrael, the Gadol, the Great Vav of this week. Harav Tavori. This week we note the yard site of Rebbe Chanan Vasiman, Hashem Yikom Demo, Zechat Tzadik Levracha. Rebbe Chanan was born in 1875, grew up as a standard, as was standard practice for young, budding Tamni Chachamim, went to learn in, in Tells, and eventually wound up in Brisk to learn by Rebbe Chaim. One interesting difference between him and many other Gedolim was after he was in Brisk, he went to become a Rosh Hashiva. And he already was known as a fine Tamid Chacham who in he himself became a Rebbe. And then he left his own Yeshiva, the Yeshiva which he, in a sense, in essence, he founded and went to learn by the Chafetz Chaim I think it's rather unusual for a person who already was a Rosh Yeshiva to leave his Yeshiva and enter the Kolel or enter the Beis Medrash of someone else. And he went to the Chafetz Chaim to study Kachim, to be in the Kolel of Kachim of, Rebbe, of the Chafetz Chaim. The meeting with the Chafetz Chaim apparently affected his entire life. He was very devoted to the Chafetz Chaim. Kemayim apanim alapanim. Apparently the Relationship was mutual. The Chavetz Chaim respected Rebbe Chanan very much, not only as a Tamid Chacham, but also as a world leader. Very often the Chavetz Chaim used to ask Rebbe Chanan to come to Radin in order to discuss with him issues which affected the Jewish community, the Jewish public, and he asked Rebbe Chanan for his advice. Rebbe Chanan, after he left, after he left uh, Radin, eventually wound up in the town of Baranovich, where he founded his yeshiva, where he, 
he was known as the Rosh Yeshiva of Baranovich. That yeshiva, under the guidance of Rebbe Hanan, became one of the leading yeshivas of Europe. Certain of my rebbe's who were taught in Yeshiva University spent time learning there in Baranovich. One of the great Rosh Yeshiva of the Yeshiva University who unfortunately passed away at a rather young age was Rav Chanach Chanach Fishman. He learned in Baranovich and he told me that one year he actually learned Bechavrusa with Rebbe Hanan in Baranovich. Rebbe Hanan's Chavrusas and some of his uh, fellows in either in Baranovich as Talmidim or as Chavrusas other places became world famous later on in life. The great Panovich Rav, Rav Kahneman, who founded the entire community of Panovich, was Chavrusa of Rebbe Hanan in Radin, when they both learned at, at the feet of the Chavetz Chaim. The, uh, the Panovich Rav used to talk about the greatness of, Reb, of Rebbe Hanan, and he mentioned a classic story of Rebbe Hanan to show his dedication to learning, his equanimity in the face of all that happened, whether it be good or chas v'shalom, not so good. He told how they were learning a sugya, they were learning the topic to discuss the laws of shechita. And in the middle of learning, Rebbe Hanan received a telegram. In the telegram it said that a son had been born to him. He stood up, made a bracha to hear on hearing good news. Without saying another word, he sat down and turned to the Panavesh and said, and if you assume that this law of Shechit is correct, how will we interpret the entire situation? The, the Simcha of having a son certainly was great to him. He certainly felt there was appropriate enough to make a bracha, but yet... Since he was in the middle of learning, he completely ignored any discussion about the birth of his son and rather turned to learning immediately. We'll see that the same equanimity that he faced when Baruch Hashem, he was given good news, was the same trait he portrayed later in life when unfortunately the news was not as good. He was known not only for being a Rosh Hashiva, a political leader, but his writing became famous as well. He wrote a number of articles in different Torah journals. Eventually, Svarim were printed of his, the Sefer Kovat Shiurim, the Sefer of his of rather brief notes on various Mesechtos of Shas, is a classic Sefer that's used in almost every yeshiva today. His sefer in Yuvamos, where he did an interesting bit of almost scientific work when he collected all the tshuvas harajba to do with Yuvamos, and then printed his own sefer, Kovetz Ha'aros, on Yuvamos, also became a classic, but that classic, of course, was relegated to more to one mesech, to Yuvamos. Whereas Kovetz Shiurim is a general sefer to deal with a number of mesechtos. He showed his hand also at issues dealing not just with pure halacha, but with issues of emuna ubitachon, with with the emuna, what we would call today machshevet Yisrael, 
and belief and trust in God. These articles were reprinted many times. Today we have a sefer called Kovetz Ma'amarim, and we have a sefer called Ikvas Shicha. These books reflect a Rosh Hashiva of the stature of Rebbe Hanan, who became one of the leaders of the Aguda and represents pure Aguda theology. He is very strong and determined in his opposition to Tzionut, to Zionism, his opposition to modernity, his opposition to, limit, to Limudechol, to secular subjects. In that respect, Rebbe Hanan was a Kanoi, one of the people who were considered zealous in having the world of Torah remain in its pristine Haredi form. The godless of Rebbe Hanan, the greatness of Rebbe Hanan is certainly seen in his Sfarim. But there is a certain greatness that was shown specifically at his death in 1941. The story is well documented. There were witnesses who saw the entire situation and Rav Ashri, that famous Rav who lived in the ghetto and wrote Svarim, which today we have printed as Chuvos of the Holocaust, Mimamakim, parts of those Chuvos were already translated into English and we have various books about responsa written in the, in the Holocaust. Rav Ashri recounts the day, the moments of the death of Rebbe Hanan. And he said there how Rebbe Hanan got, was in the middle of learning. And they came to arrest him and it was known that they'd be immediately, he and other Rabbanim would be put immediately to death. And Rebbe Hanan simply got up without showing any outer emotions without even turning to his own family specifically, he got up and he gave an ad- address to the community and said, we apparently are very holy and sainted people. HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose us to be sacrifices, to be kabanos. And he admonished the people that since they are kabanos, they have to go in a pure fashion. He pointed out that the halacha is that a karban must have the proper intention. If a person has the intention of pigul, pigul means the wrong intention. Exactly the halachic parameters of pigul are not the issue right now. But if a person would have the improper in- intention for the carbon, the carbon is invalidated. Therefore, Rabbi Hanan said we should go to our death with the proper kavana, with the, with the idea of Kiddush Hashem, to sanctify the name of God. And we know, Kiva'esh Atahitzata, HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroys and destroyed in the past with fire, but we have a promise that with fire He will rebuild. We have to have bitachon, we have to have trust, belief in the future that HaKadosh Baruch Hu eventually will bring about Gulat Yisrael. I personally had the privilege of meeting one of the children of Rebbe Hanan, Rebbe Simcha Other children, a number of them, were killed along with the other members of the family in the Shoah, in the introduction 
to Kovetz Kovetz Shiurim Reb Simcha writes about his family, writes about his father, and almost everything I said today was taken from that introduction. Reb Simcha survived, went to America. Before that, he was a Rosh Hashiva in France, went to America and founded a yeshiva in Detroit, was the head of the yeshiva in Detroit, and then founded a yeshiva in Los Angeles, eventually wound up founding his yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, which exists to this day. But somehow, the tragedy of the family continued, although Reb Simcha devoted his life to spreading Torah, to spreading his father's Torah, specifically, he worked a great deal in Kiruv. He worked a great deal in bringing back people to Judaism. A classic Rosh Hashiva in one hand, and a person who was involved in a Chiloni community, a non-religious community, as it were, in Los Angeles, where I knew him. The tragedy was that Reb Simcha loved children and was not privileged to have any of his own. When he saw my daughter, a little girl, at that time, he was really taken with her, and I saw that his love for children would be ex- had to be expressed in one way, but unfortunately he had no children. When Reb Simcha passed away, his wife survived him by a few days. She passed away while she was sitting Shiva for her husband, Reb Simcha In one hand, the tragedy, of course, is that Reb Chanan's family was mostly decimated. His children were killed. Reb Simcha, the survivor and propagator of the Torah of Reb Chanan, he's the one that published the Svam of Reb Chanan. He's the one that worked on continuing the tradition of Reb Chanan, passed away without children. But we know the Pasuk, There's a certain comfort in the fact that HaKadosh Baruch promised us, I will give you something, a name, a reputation that is greater than having children. The Torah, both of Rebbe Hanan and the Torah of Reb Simcha will continue for many, many years. It is already more than 60 years since the tragic death of Rebbe Hanan, and yet in today's yeshivas we still study his Torah. We talk about Rebbe Hanan says, not that Rebbe Hanan said, Rebbe Hanan says, in our mind, in our learning Torah, their memories and their Torah are alive. Rebbe Simcha also had Torah that will survive, but perhaps something more than that. Reb Simcha had many Talmidim in the yeshiva, in various places, in France, in Detroit and Los Angeles, who talk about him almost incessantly. They both respected his erudition, but particularly his warmth and his love for his students. In that respect, their memories will continue forever, even though perhaps 
direct descendants of Reb Simcha, the descendants of Reb Hanan, as I said, were mostly killed in the Shoah, but nevertheless, they have Yad Vashem, they have a, a memory in this world, and therefore we always conclude, Yehi Zecham Baruch, their memory should be a blessing for all of us. You've been listening to Harav Binyamin Tavori speaking uh, in honor of the coming outside of Rabbi Hanan Vasimin Hashem Yimkom Damo. Uh, the main part, the most dramatic part of today's parsha, of course, is the story of Meim Riba, the waters, which resulted in the uh, decree, the punishment of Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Kohen that they would not enter Eretz Yisrael. Uh, and of course, the the sinners itself of Moshe Rabbeinu is, is difficult to know. There's so many different opinions in the Mefashim and the commentators. What exactly did Moshe Rabbeinu do wrong? And, and the pasuk is very unclear. What are the answers that are, that's, that is that is given by many Mefashim was uh, in the language Moshe Rabbeinu used when he uh, addressed Bnei Israel. He said, "Shimuna Hamorim, listen now." You rebellious people. He, he was angry at the Jews, and he called them. He called them by the name Hamorim, uh, and that's why he was punished. It's on the number of commentators. So uh, many people ask, but isn't Moshe Rabbeinu speaking as a navi? Isn't he speaking in the name of God? So he, he choose the word. It's the Shekhinah. It's the. He's a prophet. It's God who chose the words. Shimuna Hamorim. Listen now, you, you rebels. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu being punished? The answer everybody gives is the real chet is not the word he used. The chet of Moshe Rabbeinu, the sin, is that he was angry. He lost his temper. And the word Hamorim is an expression of his loss of temper. And that was that was his own sin. So you'll say, but. But still, the word was chosen by God, not by him. So there, they explain, the Gemara Psachim, the Son of Baba, that says, Kol Adam Shekois, if a person is angry, if a person loses his temper, Im hachamu mimenu. If he is wise, his wisdom leaves him. Im navihu, mimenu. And if he's a prophet, his prophecy, his powers of prophecy leave him. The Gemara Psachim says that anger cuts a man off from the source of wisdom and prophecy. In other words, from God. And therefore, his wisdom is perverted and his prophecy is perverted. So, Moshe Rabbeinu's chet was that he lost his temper. It's after 40 years of handling these people, but nonetheless, he's held accountable for losing his temper. He loses the direct connection to Shekhinah, to prophecy, to Nevoah. And then, his words reflect. Shemunah Morim, they express his ire, his anger, his impatience. And he's held accountable. Reb Simcha Korim Rappaport. Sakeni Mori Zatzal. A couple of generations back. Ten generations back. The Rav of Lubin said that this explanation is, if you read it carefully, a Pasuk in Tehillim. In Tehillim Kuvav, Pasuk Lamed Bet, it describes the story of Meim Riva, the story from this week's Pasha. And it says, Yaktsifu, Al Meimeriva, ki et ru, ki et rucho, 
Vayivatei Bisfatav. They caused anger by the waters of Merivah, and Moshe suffered because of them, for they um, turned over, they overturned his spirit, and he expressed with his lips. That's what the Pasuk says. I translated it literally word for word. So, Rav Simcha explained, the Jews caused ketzef, they caused anger, they caused God to be angry by Memeriva. And Moshe suffered because of them. Why? Because uh, he said, Shimon HaMorim. But why? They overturned his spirit. By angering, by causing Moshe to be angry, they, they overturned Moshe Rabbeinu's spirit and he lost the Shekhinah. And he spoke with his own lips, not with the lips of God, not with the voice of God, but the words that he chose, he expressed himself, not but with his lips. And he said, which God did not say, and that's how this tragedy, ultimately, that, that's what caused this tragedy to take place. And Moshe Rabbeinu, in the end, did not succeed, did not fulfill, did not see the fulfillment, the fruits of his labor of his entire life, and died without entering Eretz Yisrael. To teach us the the importance, the, the, the severity, the, the awesome responsibility of anger. A moment of anger, you lose your wisdom, you lose your prophecy, you lose your connection to Shekhinah person who is angry is subject to his own emotions and is divorced from wisdom and from objective truth and from Shekhinah and from Nevoah and that that one moment can lead to the loss of a life's goal and that's all for today wishing you Shabbat Shalom I want to remind you, please, once again, all the listeners of KMTT, we've lost your addresses. Take a moment, go right now to your computer, and go to the website, www.kimitzion.org, Kimitzion, K-I-M-I-T-Z-I-O-N, dot O-R-G. Left-hand side of the page, click on the button for registration, and register for the, the newsletter, low-volume newsletter. Once in every couple of months there's something important. We announce a new schedule. We change this year. Some other important technical details. But it's important if we don't have ability to reach you and something is wrong with, for instance, with the podcasts, then we're simply out of touch. And keep up learning Torah. We've spoken a lot today about Torah in this Pashat Chukat. Uh, learning Torah every day. Kimitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim, Shabbat Shalom Umvarach, We'll be back next week.